It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. AM570 in LA Sports Icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Pete. Pete. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue on. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Boy, a lot of stuff has just happened here in the last couple of minutes that we got to talk about. It's all yeah. housekeeping stuff, but it's pretty important. Uh, first, we've just confirmed Justin Turner will be on the show tomorrow. Right on. We're pretty excited about that. Kevin, well done. My man. Roberto Clemente Award winner, Justin Turner. So he will be on the show tomorrow. We're on from noon to two tomorrow. Uh, Also, we learned, and we mentioned it as soon as we did, next Wednesday, Lakers and Clippers at the Crypt. And it's our suite night for our listeners. So we've got the suite. And starting tomorrow, we're going to be giving away tickets every day for you to go see the Lakers and Clippers next Wednesday night at the Crypt. So stay, keep nice. listening for that. Nice. We want to see everybody down there. When we had our sweet day at Dodger Stadium, we had a great crowd, Rodney, and they were all well-behaved. Ooh, they, were they? Oh, yeah, yeah they were. Our they people were. were well-behaved. They were. They were good. They were good. They were well-behaved. We had a great time. We sang songs, Fred. We ate. Nobody bothered you when you ate those hot dogs. <laughs> we got away wings. with it. Yeah. Yeah. So we invite you to uh, join us next Wednesday night. Tomorrow, we'll start giving away those tickets, and we're also giving away tickets today to see UCLA in Arizona, and we'll do that before we get off the air at 2 o'clock. Vic continues to recover and convalesce from his procedure. Hopefully, we will hear from him soon, but every day in his honor, we are having one of our listeners do a haiku. Jeff will do the haiku today, Jeff in Oceanside, but before we get to Jeff's haiku, Rodney... We need a retro Vic haiku. Oh, yeah. Do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. I'm feeling you. Ralph Waldo Emerson. <laughs> why are you laughing at the way he said Ralph yeah, Waldo yeah, Emerson? I like the way he kissed it off. Ralph Waldo Emerson. <laughs> yeah, just leave some breadcrumbs. Yeah, That's what he's make, saying. Your own, make your own path. Yeah, I like, I like that. It. But Ralph yeah. Waldo Emerson, when he did them, he was, they were pretty good. Yes, yes. I mean, he my favorites were still Luther Standing Bear. <laughs> Those were always my favorites. Well, Kevin, what are you shaking your head for? Wasn't that his name? It was his name, yes. Luther Standing Bear. Yeah, Luther Standing Bear. We dig Bear. up, like, we talked about, like, his, his wife, like, Mar- Mary Standing Bear, or something like that. We yeah. did the whole thing into the family lineage of the Standing Bears. Right. Yeah, he, he was fantastic. Uh, but now, 
We have Jeff in Oceanside on the line. Jeff, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Fred. Good afternoon, Rodney. Good afternoon. All right, now, Jeff, you will you will deliver today's haiku. And uh, please tell us, have you worked on this for some time? Have you prepared it? Uh, will it be just off the top of your head? I prepared it a couple days ago. Right. I've been a long-time listener for many, many years. I've never right called on. the show, so I have a little bit of an anxiety, but I will get through it. No, you're going to be fine. You sound great. You sound very comfortable and very relaxed. Are you ready? I am ready. I even have an introduction for both of you that oh. I'd like to hit off. Okay, here's what we're oh. going to do. We'll just do it okay. as if Vic was here. Go ahead, Ronnie. Start the music. And now with the Daily Haiku, we welcome on Jeff from Oceanside. And Jeff, good afternoon. His golden voice on talk radio and his stunning look on TV rival the stars of the golden TV era of the 70s. He's Fred Rogan. Hello, Jeff. Thank you. Good afternoon, Fred. During his playing days at USC, his right arm was registered as a lethal weapon with the Los Angeles Police Department and Smith & Wesson. Yay, yay, yay! Eat Rodney Peak. Good afternoon, Jeff. Very solid work, Jeff. Yeah. Now, you want to say good afternoon? Dumb. You want to say good afternoon to Kevin and Ronnie, too, or no? Yes. He's the 32nd flavor at Baskin Robbins. He's Kevin. Come on, Ooh. Now, Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Go ahead, Jeff. The universe circles at an accelerated pace when he enters the room. He's Ronnie Fascio. Night, nah. <laughs> oh, well done, Jeff. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> Jeff, you have any musings before the haiku today? I'm good. I'm ready to roll into it, Fred. Okay. Let's go. Today's haiku is a tribute to Vic. Vic, we wish you all the best. We love you in Oceanside. Keep up the good work. The lamp once burned bright for the Lakers. The stars filled the arena. These days, the seats are cold, the windows are closed, and the sunlight has faded. Yay, yay, yay! Laker fans, feeling you! Jeff, wow. side. Jeff, you did put some work into Jeff, that. That was terrific. You did put work into it, Jeff. But, man, you left Laker fans morbid. <laughs> seats are no, cold. I left, I left a little light, a little bright light there. <laughs> a little bit. Little wow. Bit. <laughs> Jeff, that was terrific. We I'm really like, appreciate you listening to the show. And, uh, yeah, you know, thanks for having time. the courage to call in after all these years. I appreciate you guys. You guys do a great work, Fred. I used to watch you when I lived in uh, San Fernando Valley growing up on TV. You guys keep up the great work. Rodney, love you. Love the show. Love the fans. Thanks, Jeff. Have a great day, everyone. Feeling all you. the best, Vic. You too, Thanks, Jeff. Buddy. Thanks. That was terrific. Good job, yeah. Jeff. Time and effort, people. That's what I'm talking about. Put a little thought into it. You know, I'll First say, yourself in a little thought before you come on radio. I like that. Now, I'm going to say this. That, you know, when, when we found out Vic wasn't going to be here for a couple of weeks, we thought about not doing the haiku, but then we came up with the idea. Let's have our listeners pay tribute. I think every single one of them has done a terrific job. Everybody's taking it pretty seriously. 
And that's, you know, highly unusual that everybody highly. would would put that much effort into it. So that's terrific. And uh, we'll need another listener haiku tomorrow. So we invite you to, uh, to participate then. It's lit. Stories lighting up the sports headlines. Brought to you by Jacob and Ronnie. If you suffer any kind of personal injury, you need help. You can't do this on your own. Don't think you can. You're making a mistake. We know because we've used Jacob many times. He's been there for Rodney. He's been there for me. And Jacob and Ronnie will be there for you. Accident or injury. Call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Guys, this morning the Washington Commanders announced that uh, they would be hiring the Make of America Securities to quote-unquote consider possible transactions. I feel like that's just lawyer speak of saying we're going to try to find a way to sell the franchise. Probably to the surprise of very few. Then you had that big write-up on Daniel Snyder a couple of years ago, from, or a couple of weeks ago, I should say, from ESPN the magazine. He said he had all these dirt on the owners, and they're not going to come after him. He's going to come after them. Well, I guess all the dust has settled to a certain degree, and it looks like, Fred, uh, the Snyders have decided to sell the franchise. A couple of thoughts. First, and we've said this many times, if they don't want you there, you're not going to be there. It's really pretty simple. You can't make me sell. Okay. Yeah, we can. We'll figure out a way. We'll we'll shame you. We'll talk to you in the back room. We'll let you know. If you don't want to go quietly, you're still going to go. So I think that's what happened here. He finally realized his battle is futile. His efforts are futile. And he needs to explore selling the club. That won't be a problem. Selling the club will not be an issue. Somebody will buy the Washington Redskins. What will be interesting to me, Rodney, I mean the commanders, what will be interesting to me is when he gets a fair offer, is he going to pull this? Well, that's not enough. So I'm not selling. He'll get an offer. He'll have multiple people interested. But is it the old, all right, here's three and a half billion dollars. I want six. They're currently valued at $5.6 billion. Okay. Uh, 5.6. So he didn't get it. And the Denver Broncos went for four and a half, I believe it was. Yes. So. They're not. He's not going to take anything less than five. Okay, I'm saying, here's the offer: five point five. And he says, "I want seven. Could he pull that game and say, "See, I just can't sell it. I can't get my price." Absolutely, he can play that game, and he probably will play that game if somebody gets close and and he wants more. But here's the thing: um, you're right. He went from, I'm never changing the name to right. changing the name, to I'm never selling the team to, I'm going to hire Bank of America to sell the team. Um, and when you've got the 31 other owners, and it was Ursay who called him out, right? He said, better, probably better off getting rid of the guy. Um, when you got those other 31 guys that want you out, because collectively you're bad for business, they're going to get you out. And so this is either you sell now or it's going to be ugly a year from now, two years from now, when we force you out. So you better get out now while you can and and, and try to preserve some dignity. Uh, otherwise, this is going to be an ugly situation where we're all coming after you. Could it be Goodell having the conversation through back channels? Look, they're going to have the votes. I mean, could it be that simple? They want no, I you think out. it's other owners. I think it's another other other owners, whether it be Kraft, Jerry Jones, Jeffrey Lurie, somebody like that, or you know whomever that's in his ear and say, "Hey, this is gonna go sideways pretty soon." 
I mean, let's have a heart to heart. Come on down here to Dallas. Let me have, make you some Texas tea. We have a heart to heart because this is going to go sideways for you. And uh, my suggestion is you uh, you get as much money as you can right now. Five billion dollars to go right off into the sunset is pretty good, considering you uh, you, you bought the team for under two or whatever you bought it for. Albert Breer is pretty uh, pretty well connected. Writes for Sports Illustrated, been covering the NFL for a long time. But he says something interesting to Rich Eisen uh, earlier today about the future of Sean McVay, and uh, basically said that once Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Jalen Ramsey are no longer with the team, he believes that Sean McVay will retire as the head coach of the Rams at that point. How he arrived at that, I'm not sure, uh, but that's that's what uh, he says his belief is: is that once he's tied to the to those four guys, and then once they're done, he believes Sean McVay will be done. Hold any water with you guys? So basically what he's saying is when the nucleus and the best players on the Rams are gone and they've got to figure out a way to rebuild, he's not going to be there. Essentially, yes. Okay, I buy that. Okay. I do buy that. And he's going to retire from football. No. He's going to st- I think he'll step away, do some broadcasting, maybe come back. I don't think he would go through an entire rebuild. He's got some years before he has to address that because those guys are signed. We just talked about the Rams don't rebuild. Yeah, but if you lose those guys, if you lose You're those not going to lose them all in one season, though. You're not going to lose them all at once. You say, oh, 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 my God. Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Cooper Cup, they all retired in the same year. I mean, that, that's that's not, that's highly unlikely. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that he's going to be tied to that. I'm sure they're going to draft a quarterback here in the next year or two to start grooming him. Um, and, and and they'll get a they'll get a corner. They'll get a defensive guy that's going to be a dominant player. It may not be a defensive lineman like Aaron Donald. Maybe a linebacker. Maybe an edge rusher. Maybe a Micah Parsons that they find. But they will get somebody in here that is a young player stud on both sides of the ball that's going to continue this. And I don't. He's too young, too passionate, too much in love with the game of football that I don't I don't see him walking away because I think he's going to be challenged by rebuilding this thing up again with some new faces, new players. And I think he's he wants to I think he wants to find a new quarterback that he can groom and turn into a superstar. Russell Wilson, uh, obviously struggling this year in Denver in his first year, uh, to say the least. And a lot of uh, fingers have been pointed to the coaching staff. And uh, one person that says the issue is necessarily more with the coaching staff than with the player Russell Wilson is his former teammate, Richard Sherman. This is what he had to say on Von Miller's podcast yesterday. You can't just put anybody in any scheme and think, oh, well, I'm just going to make him fit my scheme. Like, you got to. Like, it's almost like they didn't even watch tape of him in, in Seattle and say, hey, okay, this is what he likes to do. This is stuff he – if you have Russell Wilson run the plays that he's run and had success with, he will be the guy you expect him to be. But when you run him, have him run offense he has not run in the 10 years he's played, expect him to, to, to struggle until he figures it out. Rodney, isn't that the question with him? Because to me, that, that is What's the, the only question. Is he, A, not running what he's accustomed to, them not putting him in his best position to succeed, or B, just lost a little bit on his fastball now. I mean, to me, that's the only um, question here. No, I don't. I don't believe in one year you've lost that much on your fastball. Like you've gone from 
being, I mean, remember, I, I don't know if it was last year or year before, he was in the conversation to be MVP of the league. Yeah. First Two half ago. of the season. Two years ago, yeah. First half of the season, he was lights out. Um, I don't think you fall off a cliff that fast. Unless you're in an environment where it's totally foreign to you. And I think Richard Sherman, is, there's merit to that, that they're not taking advantage of what Russell does well. And that's not easy. You've got a first-time head coach that comes from a system that he was successful with running with Aaron Rodgers. Well, Russell Wilson's not Aaron Rodgers. And both offenses, I mean, the offense doesn't work for both of them. you got to be different. And it's like Matthew Stafford, if, if, if Lamar Jackson came to the Rams... John McVay would have to coach him up differently and run different plays to fit what Lamar Jackson does well. Um, and you just can't you can't put a cookie cutter model and, and just expect anybody to fit into it. I don't care how good you are. I don't care if you're a pro bowler like Russell Wilson. It's not going to work. Richard Sherman's absolutely right. Someone who was uh, perturbed, to say the least, about the head coaching situation with the Boston Celtics is Celtics guard Marcus Smart. Uh, did an interview with the Boston Globe and saying, well, and I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially, if Ame Udoka is not good enough to coach with us, but he can coach somewhere else, I don't under fully understand why that's the case. He said that even if we presented it to the front office, they'll just tell us, yeah, we hear you, and they'll say that's it. So I guess his question, Fred, is why is Ame Udoka able to coach somewhere else, but not able to coach with us? I know Smart even brought up the fact that he's going to be coaching the their biggest rival, which is the Brooklyn Nets at this moment in time. Well, I, I think because... The Celtics reacted uh, because they could have been sued. I think that's why they reacted. Given the situation there and the uh, accusations and the reporting on it, uh, they could have been sued for a hostile work environment. So the way they addressed that was, okay, we're going to suspend him for at least a year. I never thought he'd come back to post the Celtics again. But then it looked like, and and it's accurate, they addressed the situation within their workplace. Now, for the next to hire him, you know, they would have to vet the whole situation, speak with him. In some regards, it is kind of a leap of faith for him to get hired this quickly after what he went through there. But Brooklyn has to be very convinced that whatever it was has been addressed and he's ready to move forward. Yeah, I'm with Marcus Smart. I'm like, okay, he's not good enough to coach us here. Or whatever he did is 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 not acceptable to coach us. And in the same league, he can go co- coach our rival this year against us. Like what 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 world are we living in? I mean, at some point, you would think the NBA steps in and says, "Wait a minute, I don't know if that's doable." Um. Because I'm, if I'm a player on that team who likes what he did last year and leading him to the finals and likes the way he coaches and like we finally got our guy and he messed up and you know the, the extent of how much he messed up is still coming out but he's not qualified to coach here but yet he can coach in the league at our rival Ugh, that doesn't sit well with me as a player how's USC being ranked number nine in the college football playoff sit with you Rodney see that USC yes. at number nine, UCLA yes. checks in at number twelve. So you can say yes. they're still on sort of the periphery, away. the periphery of being able to make it into the playoff. Oregon is at number eight, and if things break the way that I'm sure USC hopes, they keep. If they win out, Oregon wins out. They play each other in the Pac-12 championship game. That could be for a spot in the CFP. Could be. 
Figure Tennessee and Georgia are playing this weekend. Yep. Um, Alabama. I mean, the way that's going to shape up, one of those teams, Tennessee and Georgia, play probably play Alabama in the in the uh, SEC championship game. We'll knock one of those teams out. They'll be out of there. Uh, Michigan. Pulling outside, remote shot. I don't see. Uh, the hard part is like Clemson's still in the mix and the cog in there. I, I don't. I don't see them playing anybody very difficult to run the table the rest of the way. And no, they, they may have, stay where they are. Yeah, they have a pretty easy path. Yeah. And you could even argue potentially TCU as well, although they haven't looked that great the last couple of weeks. So still an uphill climb, but they definitely have yeah. a shot between USC and UCLA to possibly make a make a run into the college But you're right. The, the only way they do it is as Oregon runs the table. Yeah. UCLA continues to win until we meet, and we beat a, a top-10 UCLA team. Because at that point, maybe they've moved up a couple spots. Beat a top 10 UCLA team and a top 10 Oregon team in the championship game. Then we we leapfrog somebody to get to the number four spot. How crazy would that that be considering where USC was last year? Exactly. And then one year later, potentially making it to the college football playoff. That'd be insane. Yeah, it's ambitious. It's ambitious. I'll say that. It is. But it's possible. But it's possible. That's the thing. It's possible. possible. It's improbable. But to even get to this point is remarkable. It is. That's what this is. I mean, just getting here to be in this conversation at this time. Hey, same thing for UCLA. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Before the season Co- started, did you Coaching think matters? Did you think UCLA and USC would be, and who knows how it plays out, top ten in the country? Some thought that UCLA could potentially challenge for the Pac-12. Could, but I don't know if anybody had a crystal ball saying they'd be seven and one at this point in time. Absolutely. No. Yeah, it's been I a think, great yeah, year. I think you're right. Teams. I think everybody thought UCLA was going to be pretty good with all the all the seniors that they had coming back for this team. There were there were a lot of veteran guys that played together for a while, and 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 DTR being the quarterback in its fifth year, um, they had the potential of being pretty good. Um, I think people when they looked at USC, it's going to take Lincoln Riley a couple of years. Uh, if they do make it, I don't think anybody could have expected, even the Trojan faithful, that USC would be in the mix um, this Lincoln Riley's first year. All right, and that's what's lighting up the headlines. Kevin's been great. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. All right, Lakers back at it tonight, and we'll be back at it with our NBA insider, Dan Wojcicki, next. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Bank. That's bank. Enter it now. Do it. AM570LASports.com. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Bringing you L.A.'s best sports talk weekdays, noon to 3. Bogan and Rodney.
My favorite just cut me off and she won't even let me know the reason. She's probably wanna hold Hey, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving, Freddie. Short show on a hump day Wednesday. Rodney beat Fred Rogan. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Lakers uh, take on New Orleans tonight. That game at the Crypt. We've got the Clipper game here on the radio tonight as well. They're out of town. Lakers trying to make it two in a row after beating Denver. Putting a smile on the face of Laker faithful everywhere. Is that the beginning of something really big? Is that the beginning of a new start? More was it just, you know, they won one. Let's bring on our NBA insider, Dan White. Dan, good afternoon to you. Guys, it is a, a new day where they just won one. There it is. It can be both. Yeah, that's both. There it is. All right. So, uh, you know, everybody's really happy now. They, everybody hugged Darvin Ham. They had a celebration for their coach's first win. Russell Westbrook was applauded coming off the bench. Uh, boy, it's a whole new whole new scenario for the Lakers now, isn't it? I mean, I think, uh, excuse me, sorry. Um, I, I think it's safe to say that the vibes have improved. Right. Um, I was. I've been with the team all season. You know, we're back in locker rooms this year as the media, which you do kind of get a sense for things, right? You hear guys talking, you see interactions, and you know sometimes it's really specific, and sometimes it's more of a kind of a general thing. And I, I will say that I think, um, you know, beginning with how they played in Minnesota, um, the first game that Russ came up the bench, accepted that role um, pretty open mindedly. I, I want to say I, I feel like the energy and the um, the overall attitude has been better. Uh, it seems a little lighter. Now, it does sort of feel like we're still kind of built on a house of cards here. Um, you know, I, I don't know how sustainable all of this is, but, but it, it seems like, at least in the short term, the Lakers have found something that works for Russell Westbrook, that works for the team, and, you know, everybody, everybody seems pretty happy for so again, it's it's one game. They won it. Yep. Everybody's smiling. Um, is this going to be able to, to to last, Dan? Him coming off the bench. If they lose a couple games and his coming off the bench, is it going to be going back to see? It's not really me coming off the bench. It's it's uh, it's more than that, and I need to go back to start. I think the bigger the the sort of bigger risk, Rodney, is that if him coming off the bench, if he doesn't have a couple good games. And sort of the idea is like, you know, stop stop being yourself, right? Which which I don't think is going to happen. I mean, I think that's kind of how they believe right now is that their best chances for Russell Westbrook to attack the rim, to rock the baby, to to you know play with like kind of breaking energy and pace. And that wasn't going to happen with the first unit. It wasn't going to happen with LeBron James. It wasn't going to happen with Anthony Davis because. You know, that's for, for Russ, it's, you know, it's kind of a, an all in type of a, he's a pretty all in type of player. To be effective, you kind of have to ask him to do everything and then just let him kind of lift up those around him. And I think the chances of doing that with the second unit are much better. Now, to your point, yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, if, if the Lakers are struggling and, and Russ is playing well, like you wonder, you know, I'm like, okay, I tried it your way, let's try it mine now. You know, and I think that would be a very natural reaction. Um, like I said, it, it's one of the one of the the sort of fraught parts of this. I mean, I think the other one beyond Russell Westbrook is what if the team is back to shooting twenty percent from three, which they've done. What have they played seven? They played what six preseason games and six regular season games now, I believe. You know, they, they've shot it well twice, guys. Yeah. 
And, and um, you know, look, I, I think when you talk to people around the team, like they know they need to get better um, shooting the basketball. And by that, I think going outside what they currently have. But um, I don't think anybody really believes they're a 20% three-point shooting team and that if they were, say, even just a 30% three-point shooting team, you know, they wouldn't be one in five. Dan, talking about trying to make moves, and we kicked this around earlier. I'm not saying that uh, this would be a trade that would happen. But you have Russell Westbrook, and he's the, the yeah. movable chip. Okay, Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. Oh, right, they're really struggling. And we tried to figure out, okay, we know what Kyrie can do when he plays well and he's on the court. You don't know when he's go- what he's going to say, and half the time you don't know when he's going to show up. With Westbrook, at least you know he's going to show up. Who would you rather have, Kyrie Irving or Russell Westbrook? Russell Westbrook. Today, Russell yeah. Westbrook. Yeah. Without hesitation, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it's just a matter of, of sort of like, I mean, I don't know, guys, without like going fully into this, like some things are bigger than winning, honestly, you know. Um, and I think Kyrie Irving, um, at his most engaged and, and healthy and, and can, can help a basketball team probably reach a championship, more so than Russell Westbrook, especially with what this team needs. But I, I can tell you what this team does not need, and that is his Twitter. They do not need more, more cryptic Instagram posts or not-so-cryptic Instagram like, like, this team has enough problems for us to introduce Alex Jones into press conferences, for us to talk about, you know, anti-Semitism. Um, like, it is, it is a headache beyond headaches. Um it would be really disappointing, I think, um, for the organization if that was a, ra- a road they decided to go down right now without seeing real change in contrition from Kyrie Irving. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's not worth it. I put it into life is too short category. Dan is just not, not, not worth it. Hey, um, Darvin Ham brought in Paul Casal to speak to the yeah. team. Um, you know, and and and, th- and this team's got a lot of veterans on it. How did it go over? And um, is this something that he's going to continue to do? Bring in former guys to, to periodically speak to the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think so. You know, I mean, we talked to Darwin about this yesterday, and I kind of asked him, like, you know, for lack of a better term, like, how do you plan on like sort of weaponizing this organization's past? You know, and using it, like, you know, beyond pointing to the trophies and the banners and saying like greatness was here. You need to be that too. And I mean, I think like the Paul meeting with Commissioner is a great example. Like it wasn't like a super formalized genius series type event, right? Like it was, I was in town. Um, he's at the game on Sunday. It's like, come on by, you know, like Darvin Ham has a, a history. Pogasol coached him briefly in Milwaukee, um, you know, competed against him and like, and, and, you know, for years, right? Like Powell really respected around the league. And I think, um, you know, to me, the big takeaway of having Pau come is that, you know, he parroted a lot of the principles that Darvin Ham and his coaching staff are trying to instill when it comes to winning and togetherness and stuff like that. And it, it only reinforces messages. And then I think, you know, as a, as a new head coach, you're trying to establish credibility. And, you know, so far, um, you know, I mean, you could look at an 0-5 start and say, like, I mean, that will hamper credibility. Um, you know, like losing. I mean, that's what matters more than anything, right? You get off to a slow start, you know, that's guys are going to wonder. Um, but I do think that the way this team is defended, um, added in with, you know, the Westbrook move, which seems to have worked at least in the short term, which is a gutsy coaching move. 
Um, and, and then, you you know, you bring in an NBA champion, one of the most respected players globally in Pau Gasol, and he says, you know, kind of unplanned all the things you'd want him to say. Um, yeah, that's good. That you, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean anything if you can't stop New Orleans tonight. But I think, like, sort of big picture, like, you know, as you talk about building culture and stuff like that, these are the things that are that's important. And I would be surprised if Pau Gasol is the last sort of former champion that, um, you know, talks to this team. Hey, Dan, how is Anthony Davis's back? Before every yeah. game, it's sore. What does that mean? It's a really good question. We really don't know the, the specifics of the injury, right? Like, it, we've been kind of left to sort of piece it together through the clues we've been given, which are, you know, playing on it won't make it worse, right? Um, so that kind of that eliminates some of the really serious stuff, I think. Um but, you know, I mean, back pain is, is very real. If anybody, you know, if any listeners have ever suffered from it, you know, I, I mean, the wrong move, the wrong, the wrong pull, the wrong tweak, and, it, and it, it feels like your your body just shuts down on you. And I think, you know, we're seeing that on the court. Um, it's, not, it's not a mystery when Anthony Davis isn't feeling well, right? Like, I mean, one of the big knocks on him, I think, is that he shows it. He's very authentic in his feelings on his face and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I mean, to me, I think – it's being deemed right now a pain tolerance thing. I think he's just going to have to gut his way through. Um, ideally, this isn't a, an 80-game issue that, you know, the schedule does allow for some time off coming up here soon. Um, you know, is this a thing that can be, can be treated with stretching routines and, and core activation and muscle? Like, that's how some guys handle back stuff. You know, I mean, I covered the Clippers. J.J. Redick had a bad back. There were some concerns that he would need surgery. He never got the surgery. You know, like he started doing more yoga, and it worked. It worked a lot. And so I, I wonder if maybe it's a change in, in routine or something like that. But, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's worrisome. You know, it is. My colleague Dylan Hernandez wrote this. I mean, like, even in all the good vibes, you, you know what I mean? Like, uh, from the other night, you watch Anthony Davis go to dunk, come off the rim and grab his back, and you're just like, oh, it's like, it could all be, it could all fall apart this quickly, too, right? And so... That is uh, just sort of the Anthony Davis experience right now. He's, he's difficult to uh, – every time he falls, you, you, you worry. And it's not like he's soft. It's like, no, you worry that he's going to be hurt. And it's a very real part of um, this team and, and kind of I think some of the, re- the reasons why my expectations are, are, are pretty kind of, you know, tamped down. Yeah, and, and Dan – when you look at the next stretch, this next stretch of the Lakers games, I mean, there's some winnable yeah. games in there you think about. And, and, well, it's hard to say that with this team because. But they're home. But they're home. They're, home. they're, they're yeah. you know, you would think they're winnable games, but with this team, you never know. Uh, but they, they should they should hopefully do pretty well. How big a stretch is this? Because they don't want to continue to get too far behind the eight ball and then look up and they're. You know, two and ten and two and eleven. All of a sudden, everything sure. starts to seep in, and it's like, okay. You, then you start saying, "Are they even going to even have a chance to make the playoffs? Are they out of it before the All Star break?" Which would be the worst thing in the world if they're so far, so far back as we approach, uh, you know, Christmas and New Year. It just becomes a more of a disaster. How critical is it for them to kind of stay somewhat in striking distance? Well, look, I mean, if they're going to be a team that is um, serious about being at the top of the West, right, which feels like a long way off, like these are the stretches that you rip through, right, where you win six of seven, seven of eight, something like that, right, which um, they feel a long way from that. That doesn't feel um, necessarily like what I would pencil in. I will say this, like despite 
all the shooting kind of bloopers that this team has had, um, they've defended pretty consistently. And if you defend consistently in the NBA, um, like you, you're going to be in games. And they've been in almost every game they've played, with really the exception of the opener. You know, and, and so, like I said, I think even a medium level of shot making, or even a, a slightly below average, you know, Wilson will below average, just not historically bad level of shooting, right? Plus, like a team that is top five defensively, which is where they are. Um, yeah, this seems like an opportunity to kind of to, to put some wins together. But here's the thing, guys: if you're going to shoot it at 27, 28 percent, and you're going to be a little reckless with the ball. Um, you know, yeah, you, you can win any night, but you can lose any night. And that sort of feels like what this team is destined for right now until we get a little more consistency, which, which makes it, quite, quite frankly, a, a living hell for someone like me who's trying to figure out where they're at and what they're doing because it, it just seems like a team that's going to swing pretty wildly. Like, they look great in the second half against Denver. You know, like that team looked great. Um, and at times, defensively, they have looked great. And then you watch them miss you know, these like sort of like gotta have it corner threes at big times where they're wide open and, and just like the ball just won't go in. And you're like, how could they ever fix this? So it, it's tough. They're, they're hard to judge guys. Hey, before, before we let you go, Dan, uh, one final question. Do you think the okay. Clippers are starting to get frustrated with Kawhi Leonard and his injuries? They should be frustrated. I mean, there's a difference between sort of like, you know, um, like get out there, and this doesn't seem like it's a Kawhi thing so much as it is just sort of frustrated with the with the recovery process. But look, I think um, you know as much as anybody, they've they've got a long view. They've had a long view with Kawhi Leonard since they signed him. Um, you know, the, the year in Toronto that he had came off of a, a you know a year kind of dictated by injuries and, and management with his leg, quad, and stuff like that. So. Um, you know, I think you just have to kind of trust him and hope that you have enough. Um, ideally, you don't need Paul George being Superman like he was the other night against. You know, um, who was that? Was that against Houston? Like that? That like hopefully it's not that hard most nights. But you know, they're in, they're in a tough place offensively. They've got a lot of guys, and when you've got that much talent, you kind of have to sort of everybody has to figure out their place, figure out their role. Um, I don't think they're there yet, um, but. I don't think we're like, like, look, it's not great that he, you know, he gets pulled off the road, stiffness in the knee. It's not ideal. They don't have a chance without him, um, much in the same way the Lakers don't really have a chance without Anthony Davis. So you just kind of have to just like hope it, hope it clears itself up and you put in the work and, and, you know, better deal, better to deal with it now than in, you know, May and June. All right. Well, Dan, thanks yeah. for jumping on. Truly appreciate it. Uh, have fun at the game tonight. Thanks, guys. For the record, I feel physically excellent. Good. Just well, that really matters. Oh, physically great. That's always good. Danny. Yeah. Terrific. Look at Terrific. You. That's your favorite. 100%. Yep. All right. Yep. That's right. No day-to-day with me, guys. No, you're ready to go. boy. You ain't, hey, you ain't saw back-to-back you didn't love, baby. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good on those, Rodney. I'm good on those. All right, Dan. Take it easy. <laughs> All right, guys. Be good. Okay. Oh, oh we got to give those UCLA-Arizona tickets away. 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. Rodney, what caller number? Number four, Fred. You got it. AM 570 LA Sports. They played here. Road trip.
Let's go. Now we play there. How did it go through? In the second of a back-to-back showdown. I don't know how he did it. The LA Clippers are in Texas to battle the Houston Rockets. Clippers countdown begins at 4 p.m. tonight. AM 570 LA Sports. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hogan and Rodney. Rodney Pete. An athlete. Rodney Pete. A father. Rodney Pete. An L.A. icon. Rodney Pete. And this guy. Red Rogan. <laughs> AM570 L.A. Sports. All right. Casey and Winnetka, way to go. You've done it. UCLA Bruins host the Arizona Wildcats at the world-famous Rose Bowl Saturday, November 12th for the annual Veteran and Armed Forces Appreciation Game. You're going. Tickets are available at uclabruins.com slash tickets. Ronnie, thank you for today. Great work. Kevin, as always, outstanding. And Rodney, we're back tomorrow for a two-hour show. Right all right. Blind to a broken man's dream. A hard lesson, court cases keep them guessing. Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cost me more to be free than a life in the pen. Making money off of cuss words, writing again. Learn how to take a head, so I fight with my pen. Late night down, sunset, like in the sin. What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell to live and die in LA on bail. My people say. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.